Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. All right, Alicia, we're seeing a lot of people asking a lot of questions on how do I even get started to buy a home? What advice do you give them? Talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. So this is where I do a lot of things wrong in real estate, but what I do, and I don't recommend, I don't think any good brokers will do it. I do take them to look at a couple homes before they're (laughs) pre-approved. No one, everywhere you read, they should get pre-approved first. But once they start looking at homes for me, that's when they start to get emotionally invested in the process. Yeah. So, but I only do two or three at the very most. I'm not going to keep showing. But as soon as I can tell they're actually going to be serious buyers and do want to own a home, um, immediately get them in contact with the lender. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, people sometimes can afford way more than they think or way less, or they might not be able to buy for a few years. I want to start the relationship. And that's why I will take them out when I maybe shouldn't. Um, but really, it's I get them in contact with the real or lender as soon as possible. Yeah, and honestly, I, I was just having a conversation today with a 21 year old kid, and she was she's like, I don't even know where to begin. And I said, Come talk to me because she's like, Well, does that mean that I'm going to be buying a house soon? I'm like, Not necessarily. You're going to buy a house when you're ready to. But what we can offer you is to be able to build a roadmap for you. Like, let's find out what the dirty the dirty laundry is. Let's shake out those skeletons out of your closet. We all had made some poor financial decisions when we were young. Let's get those things fixed now. And so that and we can later. put you... Yeah, we can... When you're under contract and you haven't talked to a lender, oh my gosh. And then we're like beating out the all the so weeds. So many people are afraid to get their credit pulled before they find the home that they want to buy. They right. think it's going to kill their credit. It doesn't. It, yes. And that's the conversation I have to have with them. Just find out where you are. Yeah. Yep. It's worth it to see exactly yeah w- what you can do. Or if, you're, if, if your game plan you got for your down payment you got from your grandpa which is start putting all of your extra dollars and change into a into a jar and and that's going to be your down payment like we need to talk about that now because you have to put that money in the bank sis yes like you got to you got to have a plan so let's talk about the fact that you know I, you're wanting to buy in 6 months well you're a brand new waitress and only working on tip income we need a different plan. You need yes. a different job if that's what you're going to be doing. Both those scenarios came up basically with our first home. I was yeah. a re- or I was um, was a waitress, and of course there was way more cash tips at the time. Oh and yeah, it's a good gig. Them. Yeah, and that was something we were going, wanted to buy a home when we moved to Portland. So I started claiming my tips about six months in advance to at least help yeah. and get those on my tax return. And then also my parents were helping just a little bit with the down payment, so we had to get that into our bank account for so many days, and it was. But there, we had to figure things out. Luckily, my mom's a lender, and so she could help us a lot or was a lender. Um, but these are the conversations that need to be had. Yeah, yeah, they need a game plan. But, you know, okay, so things, before you even get connected with a lender, what's some great things to, to know about, about yourself in order to get yourself set up to buy a home? Number one, know what you're comfortable 
with, with, for a payment, like get a, get an idea. Like what would you be comfortable spending on a house payment? Because I think part of what we deal with a lot of times is we have kids that start, you know, wanting to shop for home and they're like, I will pay $500 a month. Well, we're not on the same page. Right. So, or they think, oh, I want a $700,000 home, but don't know what that mortgage is. It really comes down right. to what you're comfortable with, like you said, on a, but on a monthly basis. One of the first questions that I ask clients when we first get started is, what is your payment comfort level? Like, where do you want your payment to be? Because if you're set on your payment being no more than $2,500 a month, then we need to start at a payment of $2,500 a month and then talk to you about this is how much it's going to cost per month, you know, or how much house you can get for $2,500 a month. And then we'll work backwards. Yes. Because if that, you know, we're now talking about a $400,000 house and you got your heart set on an $800,000 house, then we need to readjust some sort of perspective, whether it's what your out-of-pocket is going to be each each month or your purchase price. Something's right. got to change. And with our first home, we got approved for way more than what we could actually afford. Right, right. So the, that monthly payment thing is so They didn't know huge. how much you went out, ate, right. ate yes. out. And, and did that all I this. like to travel and do things yeah, and yeah. go to soccer tournaments. Um, so what we're actually comfortable spending on, I think that's really that's the best question you can yeah. ask somebody, yeah. especially it's, from your end. It's a really, really good perspective question and it sets up a really good conversation to begin with. Because, you know, often I've had people say, nobody's ever asked me that. And it's like, well, my job is to put you in a good position, not just sell you a mortgage. So I'm trying to help you set up a good financial picture. And if you're only comfortable with $1,500 a month or something like that, then we need to look in a different market. When you're looking at credit scores, how many or what percentage of clients do you think know roughly where their credit is? Um, Most people's idea of their credit is very inflated. Um, the apps that we have, the credit karmas out there, the credit card companies are giving you your credit score. People think they have a really good pulse on what their credit score is now, probably more than we've ever had um, as as a as a population. We think that we know what's going on. I get a lot of people that are like, "That's not my credit score." Credit Karma says it's 800. And but I'm like, well, your credit report says it's 620. And that's because... That's a pretty big difference. It's a pretty big difference. And people get really uppity about it. And they're like, you're not using the right credit reporting. I'm like, it's a tri-merge. Like, it's a tri-merge credit report. So we're getting all the credit data. But, you know, who's not getting all the credit data is Credit Karma. You know, so people, people, so people do think that they know what's going on. That's why it's so important to get a real credit report pulled because it's also going to show you like, did you get taken to collections from Target because you had a $10 balance on your little Target card that you, that happened to me. I had a collection on a, on a $10 um, a balance on my Target card because I just got one of those stupid car- Target cards to get the discount. And I didn't realize, I had gotten bills in the mail, but I thought I was at zero. I thought, because um, I, I paid the bill at the counter, just like use the card and then paid the bill. Well, right. the gal didn't pay it down all the way or there was a fee or something happened. I got taken to collections for $10 from Target. And, and so that hurt your credit it score. It hurt my credit score. So like the only way I would have found out about that is by actually pulling a credit report. And so you got to find that stuff out or medical collections. That I got sent to medical collections and it was a fraud, something out of Billings. Yep. Never been anywhere in Billings for, and it was $250. Yep. Um, and I just found out about this a couple months ago and we couldn't figure it out. So I just paid the 250 yeah. I mean, it's. I'd rather that than right. get my credit hurt, but I got sent to collections for it. Yeah, yeah. I had a really, really rich um, client who had a ton of money in the bank. 
And but his credit was absolute total crap because he always paid cash for everything. And he got sent to collections, two medical collections, adding up to $320. Like, and so it limited his ability to, to do anything. He'd always paid cash. And, and, you know, he hadn't had a credit report pulled. The other thing that's really exciting that's happening as of July, which is right around the corner, uh, is that medical collections now, um, once you've paid them off, will fall off your credit report so they won't hang on for seven years like they have in the past. I heard that. And I, I'm pretty positive about that. You, that you're, you have 12 months to negotiate with your medical provider before they can put it on your credit report. So that allows for your insurances to, because we all know how long it takes for insurances to do all their things. Yeah, all their negotiating. All their negotiating and all the things that, I mean, I know for my son's um, accident that he had, shoot, like that happened in August of last year. I just got the bill for his ambulance ride. So like almost a full year. How brutal uh, was that bill? Horrible. Horrible. Did you go in the closet and cry? Um, I put on a credit card. I just said, I'm not making payments on this because I'm not running the risk of getting sent to medical collections. And, you know, I mean, I was grateful. It was like $8,000 um, uh, ambulance ride. And my insurance paid like 2500 of it, which I'm grateful for that. But that $5,500 bill was like... <sighs> So that's why God made a credit card. Um, <laughs> stretch out that credit opportunity there. You got to use your credit cards every now and then. My mom did that for me. And I know yeah. I told you this before, but when I was in high school, she got me on a credit card. I wasn't allowed to use it. No. But she used it. My name was on it. And just to get my credit up. Because yeah. she was a lender for so what long. What a blessing. Yeah. She talked to me about credit all the time because that's what she saw every day. Mm-hmm. So I never... One of my problems was I never quite had enough credit to be as high as my husband's because he had student loans. And, right. Um, but I always had solid credit because of her doing little things yeah. when I was younger and it's putting great, me on stuff. That's a great tool. So I know we've talked about it before. We'll say it again for people that haven't heard all the episodes is that if you have a kid, it is a really good idea to put their name as an authorized user on a credit card that is a longstanding good credit card that you've paid well over the years, like that old credit card that's just that your, you know, has been credit card that's been on there forever that you use. And it's it's a good one. It's been good performing for you. Add your kid as an authorized user and don't tell them, you yes. know, that sounds kind of fraudulent. <laughs> so but you're not, don't do that when your kid, when you're over 18, your kid's over 18, don't be opening credit cards in their name. That sounds really bad. Um, no, this is good advice. Just but for like the good people when, out there when you got a advice. little, when you got a kid, you know, like I put my son on two different credit cards that were longstanding credit cards for for me, and you know he received a credit card with his name on it, and it got chopped up. Yes, you know, like that's it's such that's, an easy mistake to make. Yeah. Luckily, I was so overeducated on the topic that I never got in, into that accident where. $5,000, you could spend so easily. You could spend that at Target if you wanted to you in could. an afternoon. And then you're paying that $5,000 for the next paper. five years if or longer. It takes. Uh-huh. It took us, we had one uh, credit card between my husband and I when we first got married and used it for a trip to go to Jamaica on a, for a honeymoon. I think it took us four years to pay off that. Yeah. And it's it makes that trip pretty sour. Yes. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. But if you don't have the funds, like just do everything you can to not mm-hmm. use a credit card for, yeah, unless you have to, which I really do. recommend for my clients is even the little credit cards, get yourself the little credit card or the prepaid ones. You know, sometimes you have to pay $500 or whatever to prepay on a credit card. 
and then you, you know, you prepay it and then you pay it off and then you pay, you know, whatever, you know, so you have, you're ahead of the game, but get a couple credit cards, label one gas, the other one groceries and put your tank of gas and put your groceries on the, on each credit card and pay them off every month. Then you're not paying any interest on them. You're just going to, you're, you're not going to be spending anything extra, but actually label like, like right with a marker I on like it. that. Gas, groceries. And you start building your credit with very simple things. And we do do it for miles. So my husband does a lot yeah. of our big purchases with the credit card to get our miles and sure. pays for a lot of our trips. Yeah. And just pay it off every single month yep, and then it we, doesn't do anything. But we do pay it off every single yep. month. Yep. It's a good thing to be able to balance, to add up those benefits for sure. And it's, it's good to help you get started buying a home. A lot of questions that we get about buying a home is people thinking that they need to have a bunch of money down payment. And that's a huge misconception. They don't. They don't need to have a lot of money. You need to have a few dollars. You need right. to have a few dollars. So don't think you can come in with a negative $6 in your checking account and it's all going to work out. Um, you're going to have to have a few dollars in order to pay for some things. And you're going to need some a little bit of money in order to get your house set up. But to have to have that 20% down or more that people think is just not true. So, what percentage of people are you financing with twenty percent down? I would um, see. I would say it's about a quarter. If, if honestly, I take out cash, I would say it's about a quarter of people. Honestly, in the last couple of months, we've seen more than we have in a long time, and I think it's just the type of buyer that's still on the market. That's what. Yeah, it's the type of buyer that's still in the market. It's not the new. It's not the first time home buyers tip right now that we're seeing that are wanting to take advantage of those low. Um, down payment products. Other than we are seeing more down payment assistance in like Montana Board of Housing Loans, those are coming back into the fold more than we've seen in a while. Um, but your 3%, 5% or FHA buyers, we haven't seen any, a few, any of them in the, last, in the last couple of months, but I'm seeing a lot of 20% down. Yeah. I am yeah. more than I have in a long time. Yeah, I have to say that's all my, well, actually I have still have a lot of cash buyers, which is Nice, but um, I was telling yeah. Sari that I haven't quoted a mortgage insurance quote in over a month. Wow! So we must have we we just have a lot more right. larger down payment twenty percent type situation. That's just that's just who that's just who's buying right now, right? So what is anything we haven't touched on that you see is the biggest mistake first time home buyers are making with financing? Um. I think the biggest mistake that we're seeing right now with people with u- utilizing their credit is the cost of vehicles right now. People, everybody wants to drive a nice vehicle. Um, I think that's a real issue here in the United States is vehicles are not being made right now to to last. And so the turnover of vehicles that we have to have in order to have a good solid running vehicle that doesn't have electrical issues or something like that, because there's so much electrical crap in vehicles. Um, and we're turning over vehicles a lot more. And vehicles are super expensive right now. And so we are commonly seeing people having vehicle payments of $1,200, $1,400 on their vehicles. One thing I take a lot of pride in, but I've I've very rarely had a nice car. Even my cool forerunner that I love is still not brand new. It was a return after three months from somebody in the Yellowstone Oh, really? Mm -hmm. But I've never owned a new car. And something I'm proud of. And I've also never had a car payment. I drove some beaters because another thing my parents just, beat into me with finance stuff is that's just a tough investment to make. Um, yeah, you can get a nice car. It doesn't have to be brand new. Yeah. I mean, literally the conversations, nice, but- yeah, the conversations that we've had with clients is just like, if you can't prioritize what you want more, you're going to be living in your car. Yeah. 
you know, and, and for that payment, that's a mortgage payment, right? you know, and and it's not hard. It's not hard to get a vehicle payment right now. It's not hard. Like you can go to the dealership and walk away with a vehicle and you're, you're matching $1,300 car payment. You know, it's, it's not even hard. Last time I was at the uh, car dealership, I was um, getting, we're purchasing a pickup. They didn't even ask me for any documentation of my income. Wow. And I was like, I could be blowing smoke up your ass. Why are like, like you don't want anything? Uh, One of the few credit cards I've had was um, a big business, but they came to my office, asked, just asked me what I made and then approved me for the credit card for that much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was an insane amount that they gave me on the credit card. I'm like, that'd be so easy to blow through. Yeah. 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 I mean, the amount of credit that's available to people that can put them in a bad place is really readily available right now. It'd be so easy to do. Yeah. expensive. Yeah. And vehicles are like 70 grand right now. Why do they cost so much? Uh, This is stupid. I get so stressed out the few times I've had to go car shopping. I hate car shopping. I'm not a car person. Me neither. It doesn't do anything for me. Me My kid absolutely loves cars. He always wants to know which muscle car and stuff I want. And I'm like, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I probably should do a better job of keeping my truck detailed and that, but I'm constantly running it down the highway all the time. It's, mine's it's a dirty. cracker factory explosion yeah. all over it. A cracker too. factory. <laughs> it is so bad. I need to get my detail yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it's just what your priorities are, but that's part of when you're planning to buy a home, you really need to sit down and consider what your priorities are. It's okay to buy a beater. Remembering that some of the richest people out there, I, I, I'm always humbled by this, is that some of the richest people out there don't look like they're rich. That was something I always really, my parents always did well. And my dad always had a crappy minivan that he drove and he had so much pride in it. And he did tell me, he said, it's something different if I had to drive it. But the fact that I could drive something nicer, I'm happy to drive this crappy minivan. Absolutely. I, I take pride in the fact. It's pride. Yeah, it's pride. Yeah, but yeah. he loved that he didn't have, you know, the biggest, newest yeah. Whatever luxury SUV driving us around. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't I think it I think it's th- something to be proud of that you didn't bite. You right. know what I mean that they didn't get you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me is like, you know, prideful about this like they didn't get me. Yes. I didn't latch on. <laughs> you know, I was signed up to buy one of those new Broncos. I was on the um in lineup to buy a new Bronco and I just those are cool. They are cool, but it was I'm so glad now that I didn't. Right, because you would have loved it for a week and then it would have been any other car after that. Yeah, I'm so glad that I didn't. I didn't need another vehicle. Right. You know, and it was going to be another vehicle. That's what it was going to be. It was oh. going to be an addition to because I would never get rid of my pickup. And and I'm really, really glad that I didn't. And I, I think more people should consider that. Like, think about how pr- proud you can be of yourself because you didn't partake in some of that extra stuff that you didn't. Other thing before you get ready to buy a home, Really consider how much money you spend on frivolous things like eating out. There's like, it's so easy to drop 50 bucks on your 50. own. Oh, yeah. On, on just own. just yeah. by yourself. Yeah. Like easy. you take a family, it's 200 bucks. Yeah. 200 bucks. We went out to for a nice dinner the other night with a couple and we each dropped 150 per couple. And we rarely do that, but yeah, 150 bucks just like that for yeah. a dinner that you consume. And I do like, I'm a foodie though. I know. Mm-hmm. That's Zane and I's problem. Like we yep. love to go out together. That's our favorite thing to do. We love to go to dinner and have drinks and cocktails. And like, it's our favorite thing Same to with, do yep. together. 
And, and so, but obviously there's so many negative things that go along with that. So we've been trying to rein it in and just do other fun things together. But, you know, you, we do, we spend a lot of money on that stuff. You know, right now with the price of gas, you know, really considering how many extra runs you're running, you know, running around, like they really can, can wear on it's your savings. brutal for us right now um, with more inventory. We're in the car a lot more, showing a lot more homes than we were. I bet. And uh more than once a week I have to fill up and it's expensive. It's, it's yeah. crushing us. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's a really good point. I bet you guys are really seeing that. Yep. We're feeling it a lot more. You used to go two weeks without having to fill up because you'd show one home because that's all that was on the market. And now yeah. we can show 10 homes. <laughs> <laughs> back to the, like back to regular real estate world. Back to the good old days yep. where you burn your gas driving around all the yep. time. So let me ask you this. Do, do people drive their own cars or they get in your cracker factory? Mm, actually, most of, well, it's going to start changing, um, but it used to be just they'd have their own cars. One was oh. the pandemic, so we weren't allowed to have them in our car for a while, and then that just kind of held on. And if you're only going to show one house, then, um, you know, they'd meet you there. I got to get my car clean now because I can yeah. tell things are changing. We're going to start giving tours a lot more. Um, yeah. So it's time. Well, and if you're showing, it doesn't make any sense to have multiple vehicles driving all around, Ex you know, yes. to, to find and different And it's a properties. way to connect with them more. You're in, they're in the car with you. You get to talk to them more. You get to feel them out more. They probably, would wanna, they probably would want to get out if they were driving with me. <laughs> <laughs> you have to drive aggressive anymore to get around this dang town. That's right. You do. I have hey, to really hold focus on to your car. Butts. Yeah. <laughs> like this is how I drive with clients in the car versus this is how oh, I drive normally. That could be its own Instagram reel because it is a different story. <laughs> Makeup, eating, talking on the phone compared to 10 and 2. So the most important takeaway though is if you're even, I mean, you got to live somewhere. You should be talking to, you should be talking to a realtor and talking to a lender uh, to figure that out. You got to live somewhere. Stop paying somebody else's mortgage. Um, you know, you're always paying a mortgage. The question is whether or not you're paying your own or you're paying your landlord's. Uh, it's much, turns out it's much more cash forward to pay your own mortgage than it is to pay somebody else's. And some of those frivolous things you're spending on, it might be worth to put towards your mortgage and and not your car payment. Yeah, and yeah. consider living a little bit simple, a little bit more simple. Yep, that's a that well, that's a thought after <laughs> after two years of absolute craziness. We kind of got a little crazy, didn't we? I got a little crazy. I got a, a little lot crazy. of travel. A lot yeah, of travel. me too. A lot yeah. of travel. Not traveling right now much. Well, I just. Did a road trip to Florida out of nowhere. Well, there's I that. Back. I think we're all going to drive. We're yeah. all going to drive. Don't the drive to Florida. Situation. That was madness. I bet. I bet. All right. Nice talking to you. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.